My name's Terry. Welcome to the Oddscast. Welcome to the Oddscast. Anything more? Welcome to the Oddscast. And welcome to the Thanksgiving special, holiday special, turkey bowl special, whatever you want to call it special, version episode of the Oddscast of Diamonds Leo alongside Joe Delara, producer Corey. Uh, Terry got lost on the way here. He is deep into his Thanksgiving prep and unfortunately cannot make it. But how are you guys doing? It doesn't really feel like Thanksgiving week to me for some reason. I don't know if that's something that I hate when people do this when they're like they think something and then think everybody else thinks it, but that's what I'm putting out there. So you guys can I agree. Either. I think it's because I haven't watched Thanks Killing yet. That's probably what it is. <laughs> I was going to suggest that. I um, I think I'm going to watch it tomorrow night just to make sure I'm in the mood for Thursday. Yeah, just make sure you're ready, you know? <laughs> God, God. Fire they make, Did they make another one? Like how many, like since we last, uh, what did we do that, two years ago? There, I don't actually think there has been another one. Uh, I will check and report back for the end of this episode. Okay. okay. I would say I don't think I have an update on it uh, besides the, the OG. Yeah, what a movie. If you haven't seen it, uh, go check it out. It's mm-hmm. uh, definitely an interesting watch. Um, so here's the deal for this episode. We're going to go and we're releasing this on Wednesday morning. Um and if you are traveling to another location for Thanksgiving, or if you're driving, if you're, you know, unfortunate enough to be working tomorrow, which I think most people are um, working tomorrow, you can listen to it on your way to work, but, or whatever you travel. But what, what we're going to do for the NFL side of this, at least is going to, fo- we're going to focus on the three Thursday, Thursday games. Cause those are really one of the most important things about mm-hmm. Thanksgiving and you really reset on the weekend side and come Friday, come Saturday, that'll be your time to look at the NFL slate. So we're going to go through each game, going to give a bet for each game, kind of talk about what we're thinking. Uh, maybe even like give you some strategies on like how to approach the food intake at your Thanksgiving holidays, like in relation to these games, you know, maybe 4.30 is like your dinner time normally. So maybe you're going to miss like the first quarter. You might be too tired to live bet. Like you might have to think about these things as you go on to the schedule. But we're going to start with the 12.30 game, which is always, I think the Detroit Lions have been in this game, like at least the entire time that they I've just don't alive. belong in this game. Like, I don't understand it. They're so bad. Um, they usually are very bad. And it's usually like, oh, Matt Stafford, like he's uh should be somewhere else. Like, you know, his career is really getting wasted in Detroit. It's a shame. Really, really sad to see that. Like, mm-hmm. he's such a good uh good guy, good quarterback, and uh but it sucks that he's on the Lions, but at least we get to talk about it for, for a day. Um, and then they'll they'll lose. So no Matt Stafford for the first time in this game in a in a long time. So that's gonna be 12:30. Maybe that's why it doesn't feel like Thanksgiving, because Matt Stafford isn't playing on, on True. Thanksgiving. I mean, it's very unfortunate that he's not because this game's gonna be buns now. So I is Jared Goff playing? 
I don't believe so. I think Mr. What is it? Doyle is going to be playing. So Jack Doyle, who is a tight end for the, he used to be a tight end for the Colts, not, oh. not the quarterback, David Doyle. What's Boyle. his name? Boyle. Boyle. Oh, Doyle. <laughs> yeah. Tim Boyle, Tim O'Doyle um, for the Detroit lions. So I texted you this when Jared Goff was ruled out um, last week against the Browns. And I went and bet the Browns because of this information, but really, you know, as a matter of hard fact, Tim Boyle threw 12 touchdowns and 26 interceptions in college. How do you even do that? Like usually the cream rises to the top in college and like only good quarterbacks get drafted in the NFL. But like, How do I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like it's, it's not even close. Like it's not even like, Oh, like the guy was just like a gunslinger. The guy threw twice as many interceptions as he did touchdowns in college. And it wasn't like he was playing in the sec. He was playing for UConn and Eastern Kentucky. <laughs> so, you know, I wouldn't say to me, this guy would not cover two straight games in a row. However, the Chicago Bears are in disarray for like a, a, the biggest understatement of the century, but they're in disarray. Fire Nagy chants everywhere. Um, Andy Dalton is playing in this game because Justin Fields is out. So like, yeah, 1230 barn burner. You're eating your appetizers. I hope they're good because then you got to watch Andy Dalton versus Tim Boyle in 2021 NFL football. So crazy. It's like, it comes like every year where it's like these quarterbacks end up playing games because quarterbacks get injured a lot. But like, this used to be like the whole Kaepernick argument was like, Oh, like it's week. 13 and like Tim Boyle and Andy Dalton are starting quarterbacks in the NFL, like where there, you couldn't find a better quarterback. So this, we're now at that point in the NFL season where like, <laughs> you also so, definitely want to bring that up around the Thanksgiving day table. Yes. Also great, great advice for any Thanksgiving uh, family gathering, bring up Colin Kaepernick. I'm sure that will just that would go, know, great. go great. Go great. I'm sure everyone's family will be very receptive to the idea of discussing the nuances of racial politics and how it relates to the national football league at the Thanksgiving dinner table. So that is my recommendation to you, but 1230 Eastern Tim Boyle versus Andy Dalton. Um, both of these teams, like none of these teams have anything to play for. Like the lions are Oh nine and one. They're not making the playoffs uh, and they're, going to be tacking for the first pick um, if they were smart, but they're not. And the Bears, I mean, Matt, Co- Matt Nagy is probably coaching for his job. Um, and I think if they lose this game, he's probably fired. I mean, I don't know how you're not fired if you lose to a Boyle. Oh, Boyle? Oh, Doyle? The Bears have never Campbell. done it in season. Yeah. Like, that's just but bad. This would be bad. Yes. So I'm looking at this. I would lean Chicago, even though the line is is three and that's scary. But I just can't back Tim O'Doyle. I'm just gonna start calling him Tim O'Doyle from now on to 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 um 
to cover two straight weeks in a row. Just, I, I can't see it. Like, I think that honestly, like this is the game. Like I know that like, you don't want to do it because it's a holiday and like you want to root for points, but you just have to bet the under like these teams are both atrocious. They're both bad. And like, it's not like, I think their defenses are like good enough but they're also not good enough to capitalize on like their other team's mistakes. So like they'll do enough so that the other teams won't score, but they're not going to like, you're, you're not going to see a pick six by the Lions. It's just not going to happen. They're more yeah. likely to get an interception than fall down. So <laughs> like, I, that's what I think under like 41 and a half is the play. And I think that like, you don't want to do it. I think the public money will bet this will probably push this up. Because I think you're going to see a lot of people like wind to bet on players. Like, oh, it's so fucking low, blah, blah, blah. And they're going to bet the over and just take this under. Like 41 and a half points is a lot of points for two teams that are just like not good. Like I will. I agree. Um, I will. I will give my one bet. Actually, I'm not going to give this bet because the odds are terrible. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it was David Montgomery to score a touchdown. It's minus one forty. Yeah, nope. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I mean, throw the bear like I do a crazy money line parlay. I mean, not money line parlay, same game parlay, um, with like a bunch of like unders and like just chaos. Like both quarterbacks throw an interception, both teams to lose fumbles, um, under in points, maybe a defensive touchdown, like stuff like that. That's that's what I recommend i really i mean i would take the bears at minus three don't bet the lines don't do it to yourself i know the sharpest fear is going to be all over the lions because like they're gonna say oh they're gonna have to win a game you know but it's no. don't do it don't do it so no. i i don't i don't even actually want to talk about this game anymore let's go to 4 30 4 30 um you know you've gotten some food in your system probably a little some alcohol um you feel a little bit better a little bit more excitement um, coming your way Raiders Cowboys huge spread Cowboys minus seven and a half Cowboys coming off a loss to the uh, Kansas City Chiefs both of these teams are like kind of sputtering a little bit but like I just want to say as a general thing teams like I said this before early on when we were talking about the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers NFL teams lose games remember that always Always remember that NFL teams lose games if you're unless you're whatever the Miami Dolphins are and teams are going to struggle during the season, especially with injuries. So and and how they learn to play through and, and kind of game plan around those injuries. The Cowboys seven and a half points is a lot of points for a Raiders team that is still in the thick of it. I know that they fired Gruden and since then. They're two and three. They've lost their last three to the Giants, Chiefs, and Bengals. Um, that Bengals game, like they they looked so bad. They looked um, awful. Yeah. But the Cowboys offensively have not been great, other than that that Atlanta game in their last three games. Um, and losing Amari Cooper hurts. CD Lamb's not going to be playing in this game. I think defensively, the Cowboys have. Some uh, offensively, the Cowboys have some issues that they have to work out, and the Raiders have a decent pass rush. Like we've seen that um, when they can get to the quarterback, you know, they have Crosby, they have Ngakwe. Um, they're going to come at you. They're going to blitz. I actually like the Raiders in this spot. 
Um, I think that this line's a little bit too heavy. Cowboys have a lot of guys banged up. Like I said, no Cooper, no, no lamb. They refuse to give the ball to Tony Pollard, even though he's like the best running back in the league, in my opinion. <laughs> Just because he's on your fantasy team. Just, I, I'm not league. even, no, no, no. So he was actually, <laughs> I'm going to check this while you tell me about this game. I'm taking the, the Raiders plus seven and a half. Um, you know, Carr kind of likes playing in primetime and the Raiders usually overachieve in primetime. And I think this slide could potentially stop, especially as like, you're starting to see a lot of like this Eagles talk in the NFC East, which I don't believe at all, but like, it could be like a little like sky is falling type of thing. Eagles have a tough schedule or or, like a cupcake schedule coming up. Um, I think the Raiders could win this game outright. Yeah. I like the Raiders here. I think seven points a lot. Um, I mean, the Cowboys literally couldn't score on the chiefs. The chiefs are not good. Like their defense is not good and the Cowboys just couldn't get the ball moving at all. So I don't know whether it's that they're like predictably just trying to lean on their run game and by their run game, I mean, not their best running back, (laughs) but, uh, well, okay. So, so here, here, I looked it up. Name me the top three running backs per PFF. Um, actually, the first one, I'll, the first one doesn't count because his receiving grade is just too high. Um, and that's Corderell Patterson. <laughs> so technically, oh, Corderell yeah, Patterson okay. is the number one running back for per PFF, but his run grade is like probably 30th. Um, and he's just so good at the passing game. That skews a little bit. Um, give me the top two running backs uh, in the NFL right Eckler, now. Probably. No. Wow. Uh, Dalvin Cook, maybe. No, it's got to be guys, I guess, that probably don't. There's not like a bell cow, is there? You're missing a bell cow who just had a monster week. Oh, well, I don't know. Is Jonathan Taylor. Oh, yeah, there's him. Jonathan Taylor is number one, and guess who's number two? Tony yeah. Goddamn Pollard. <laughs> That's the thing, just don't play him. I think. I do think that the the Eagles are ranked pretty high in DVOA though. They are ninth over or twelfth overall. So I don't think it's I don't think it's crazy that they win this division. I I just think it's it's gonna be like it's just so like and that the, the Cowboys have that last game. They have a little bit of a uh, a lead already, given that they've already beaten the Eagles. Um so you know, that last game is tough. And it's not like the Cowboys have a terrible schedule. Like a, like a, no. like a really bad schedule. They, if they play the football team twice, they play the giants in week 15. Well, they have maybe, That's what they yeah. seem like. The and they play the saints who may be dead and, the, and they should win this game against the Raiders. I just wouldn't be surprised given the state of the injuries on the Cowboys, um, that this game is closer than people think, especially, you know, it, it, you look at the, the DVOA, the Cowboys should crush, um, but the Raiders, you know, yeah, this, I just this, like, this. yeah, the seven, the seven's just too many. And like, if you're getting seven and a half, the Cowboys are going to be public. This might hit eight. And I mean, like, you just have to take that. That's, I, I don't think the cow, the Cowboys often struggle against the Chiefs. If you're playing, if the game's going to go under, that's going to be t- It's tough to cover more than the touchdown. Yeah. And I mean, it's not like you're holding your noise, no, nose, betting Tim O'Boyle. Um, you're betting Derek Carr. Like, it's not like, you know, you're, you're betting against a guy who couldn't throw more touchdowns, interceptions in, in Eastern Kentucky. Um, yeah. 
the the Raiders, you know, the Raiders have some pieces, and I think that this game is going to be close. Um, so that's that's my my pick on this. Uh, Thursday, eight twenty. Now we're moving on to. I usually like don't watch this game um, historically, either because I'm traveling or just I'm like footballed out at this point, or just asleep because I've ate so much. Um, yeah. But the Saints are at home. <clears throat> Getting six points. That I moved a bit. I, you know, I think people are just like freaking out and overreacting to last week's game where they just couldn't get anything done against the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, but they were on the road. They did not have Alvin Kamara. who still might not play this week. Yeah. But, I don't, I don't think he's supposed to, is he? Um, I'm not sure. I, I, yeah, I thought he, was, he, he was, uh, he was a DNP um, yesterday. Yeah. I don't think he's, they haven't ruled him out, but you know, I think that Sean Payton may have learned some things offensively. It, it was in the second half too, that they really came back in the game. Like I think they may have just had some, some shell shock in the beginning of the game and the bills just have not looked good at all. Um, even though they're still the number one, uh, they're not the number one team in the DVOA anymore. They were last week. Now they're now fifth in DVOA. They just got crushed by the lions. Um it seems like matchup wise and flag this that like they can't stop the run and they can't run the ball at all. So if you have a team that can control like the game plan a little bit, especially a team at home um, like the Saints, I think that that they can give them some trouble. I'm actually leaning the Saints money line here, um, which is kind of nuts. I know it's kind of nuts, um, but New Orleans is still a top 10 DVOA team in their own right defensively they're still pretty good i think offensively um they'll be able to just you know hang with the bills and it's uh i I just you know injuries it depends a lot on injuries because davenport's hurt uh ramsich armstead their tackles are hurt um and then you know the kamara situation but i still think this game is close too uh, I bet the bull, uh, I bet the bills at minus four. Um, I don't know if I'm take. I still might take them at six. Like if I'm looking to play this, but this is kind of goes into the importance of playing earlier lines. Um, mm-hmm. if you have a feeling where it's going to go, uh, I, th- I think that the thing is like the Colts are better than we th- like them. I think the Colts are good. Um, and like, I think that the Colts, like I still think the Colts are better than the Titans, but that's like its own conversation. Um, I don't think that the saints can score here. So like, I get what you're saying about both teams defenses being good, but like, I just don't see it. Like the saints have scored more than 20 points in our last four weeks. They scored 29 points last week against the Eagles. And like I said, in the second half, they kind of figured things out. Um, That's kind of what I'm just kind of catching on them to keep the momentum going. They may have figured out how to move the ball without Kamara. Um, And I think maybe Simeon looks just a little bit more comfortable. They scored 22 points in the fourth quarter. 
Yeah, I mean, my concern with the my concern with that game is like obviously you're like one of them they they had a fumble and like they didn't really have a ton of offense. Like they got a fumble there that kind of turned into a that turned into um to a score, but also like I don't know how like how strong the Eagles were really playing defense there. You know, like when you're up by you know 20 points or so. I don't know to like what extent you're playing like your best defense um, and you're more just playing like, okay, well like just eat some clock. Um, I, I just think that the bills, I think the bills are better than the saints. Um, and like, I'm, if this game somehow does turn into a shootout, which I don't think it necessarily would. I just think that the bills defense is, very good here mm-hmm. and i get that like the Saint. i think the saints are also they also have a good defense but like i'm gonna still trust josh allen to figure this out here and i think it under a touchdown with you know the saints third quarterback in um i kind of like the spot i also just don't think that like unless like if Taysom hill like i said like i've said this before if Taysom hill's playing i probably like the saints more i just like don't like the I don't I just don't really like what Trevor Simeon as a QB one here and especially against Buffalo's defense like the Eagles defense is you know like they're they're not very good like they're 18th in DVOA so whereas like the Bills defense is you know is number one so I I just don't see this like I, I think that when the Eagles got up big they just were like all right like whatever like we're up big like just run clock here um, like we know we're going to win this game. Well, so I just think it's, it's like a matchup thing where the Eagles run offense is just, it, it's, it's just the best, like one of the best rushing attacks in the league. And I think they kind of really figured out how to run that read option in the NFL. So I, you know, we have differing opinions on it and I think that's fair, but yeah. I, I like, I really do like the saints here at home. Um, give me the home dog on Thanksgiving. Um, and that's kind of kind of where I'm at. So if you were looking to parlay winners um, or just like Thanksgiving games, like I, you know, just throw stuff against the wall, see what sticks. I really don't have strong convictions. My favorite bet is probably the Saints. But I mean, these games, they're not really great games. <laughs> like no, these the games the are day. like very like, eh. So like- with that, with that in mind. Um, I just want to recommend one game that I love. I've already put two units on it. Um, and it is the Rams going into green Bay. I think they went out right. And I think people are going to be, you know, trapped a little bit into taking the Packers because of the line and because of Rogers, where it's like, I'm getting Rogers, like under, under a uh, field goal here. Um, but the Packers are banged up. They're like on their, like their third or fourth string left tackle. Um, the Rams are coming off a bye, and they've had a full week or two weeks basically now to rest up, figure out how to work in Odell Beckham in their, in their offense. And I just think that the Packers are not as good as people think. Um, and DVOA kind of reflects that. Um, they're 13th in DVOA. Their offense is still pretty good. Um, but I just think that they've, you know, kind of just benefited from, um, 
like a softer schedule. I feel like I say this every year about the Packers. <laughs> they have like a softer <laughs> schedule. Um, but I really do think that, you know, the Rams are a better team. And in this situation, they're coming off a bye. And I think that they'll be able to handle business at Lambeau. Um, like I said, the, the Packers are very banged up on their offensive line. Um, I think that Ramsey can at least slow down Devontae Adams. And really, if you do that, like the Packers offense is really not not much to write home about. Yeah, they have A.J. Dillon, who's been playing well, but like Valdez Scantling, they don't, you know, guys like that, they don't scare me. So I, I think the Rams fully rested up my favorite bet of the week. Um, so I just wanted to, to get that in there, especially since I think this line is might actually start trending towards um, L.A. Yeah. No, I think that's fair. The other game that the one game that I was looking at uh, over the weekend that I think could be a little interesting. I was surprised by the line actually. Uh, is the Patriots are six and a half point favorites on against the Titans, mm-hmm. and I'm a little surprised by it. Not so much that like I disagree that the Patriots should be favored against the Titans, but just that that that's the line. Like it seems, it feels big for the spot, but, um, just based on their records, but I don't think, I, I don't think we should be afraid to take the Patriots here as, you know, as a big, as a big favorite. They're, no, six and a half, they're like six and a half or five and a half kind of depending on the book. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, we said it kind of in the beginning in our like preview podcast that we thought that the Patriots could be good. I don't know if they were like a bet to make the playoffs. I think some people, yeah, we, I I, we got that, that one. Yeah. Um, I just I I'm I'm a little hesitant to like anoint them as like the de facto you know best team in the AFC. I think the Chiefs end up getting there because just I think they've kind of figured things out yeah. defensively. Um, but there's just a little too much Patriots love, and usually when that happens, especially in a longer season like this, you know you've kind of seen it. You've kind of seen seen teams like be anointed and then like yo the Cardinals. Kyler Murray gets hurt, they drop a game or two. I will say that like if you look at like the MVP race, that's probably like a, a, a good barometer to that kind of um, thing happening where it's like teams get anointed, players get anointed. Like the MVP race is wide open right now. And yeah, I actually just don't bet on Jonathan Taylor. Don't do it. Just don't yeah. Do it. So, so I actually wanted to recommend this MVP bet um, because I think it's, it's now like in a decent enough value spot where like we have, basically nine guys, right? That nine quarterbacks that are under 14 to one. You got Brady and Allen who are leading. I don't really see Josh Allen being the MVP if the bills are like 11 and six, which it looks like that's kind of what's going to happen. I think that whatever team ends up with the best record out of these quarterbacks, like it's just going to be the core. It's just going to be the MVP. Like, I think that's how this is going to go. And if you're looking at that, Given the state of the teams right now, I would say there's two, really one quarterback that will get, I think, has a, a little bit more of an edge on the other NFC West quarterback because he's, he's played in more games. But we started this, this podcast off talking about Matt Stafford on Thanksgiving. And Stafford at 10 to 1 is not a bad bet right now. I actually am probably going to put a little money on him because it's so wide open. And if you look at the schedule, 
for the Rams, like down, like let's say they take care of business in Green Bay. Like I said, they would. They have Jacksonville at Arizona, they, which I think they're going to win because they lost before. I think they're going to split. And McVay, I think, is now eight and one versus Arizona and not, you know, nine and oh. But he's he's been very good against Arizona. They play Seattle, who looks like they're dead, <laughs> like legitimately. I, I don't know what's going on with them. Minnesota, who gives up a million points in in the dome. So I, you know, that's going to be a shootout. And then Baltimore and San Fran to finish out, which is tougher. But there are some games like I can see this Arizona Monday night game being a shootout. I can see the Seattle game being a shootout in L.A. in the dome. I can see this Minnesota game being a shootout in the dome. I it's 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 like things are looking like if you think the Rams are going to come out of this by and be the team that we thought they were. I think it's good to just throw some money on Matt Stafford as if, if things all go together. And I, I still think that's what's going to happen. I think that the Rams are going to come out of this by and, and really, you know, reassert themselves as the team to beat kind of in the NFL. So I'm going to bet Matt Stafford at 10 to one. Yeah. I feel good about my positions. I got a, I got a Brady at 14 to one. Um, all right. So I like that, but I think I might supplement it with some Stafford. Uh, I don't hate that at all because I think that if you're really looking at, you know, the conferences, I agree with you in terms of the bills. I think that they're going to, you know, they're, they're probably not going to win 12 games. And if they do, it's still, you know, it's 12 and five this year. It's not as, mm-hmm. it's not as appealing. And then um, I feel like Rogers just it, the PR debacle that is Aaron Rodgers. I don't think the people are going to vote for him. Yeah. And then, you know, Dak is just going to come out of the NFC East and people are like, well, the NFC sucks. So, you know, like you're kind of in that scenario. And I don't think that Herbert's done really enough and Mahomes has done enough uh, this year. And plus, like, you know, you get a little bit of voter fatigue uh, with some of these guys. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think like the, the storylines there, like the storyline yeah. of Stafford coming over and, you know, never winning an MVP, kind of paying his dues on Thanksgiving. And then, uh, you know, the voters kind of, yeah. like I said, I think at the end of the day, whoever is like the, the best team, as far as like record is concerned, their quarterback's going to get the MVP. I don't know if uh, Kyler is, is, I'm assuming he's coming back after the bye, but I think missing some games might like break a Definitely tie. Hurts. Definitely so. hurts. It also hurts because they won some of those games, I think. <laughs> yes. So like, I, yes. <laughs> I think that actually hurts him uh, a little bit. So I, I, I think that you could make an argument between Brady and Stafford at this point, which is uh, definitely an interesting position to be in. All right. Uh, let's get into the NBA here, Joe. Um, I haven't looked at the NBA standings, so I'm going to play my favorite game and try and look at the standings and see Oh, the Warriors are still good. The Warriors are still just wrecking worlds. Like it's the Warriors are remember, I think it was a couple of years ago and we were just blindly betting the Warriors in the third quarter. That's mm-hmm. yep. that's back. It's officially okay. they're like a plus 30 in the third quarter, which is just preposterous. <laughs> like they're just absolutely kicking people's like fucking asses in. So um they're really good. The Bulls are also good again. Um the other the thing that's been really surprising is the Southeast division. You have that's the, these are the teams, the Wizards, the Heat. The Hornets, the Hawks, and the Magic. I would like you to tell me who is in first place. It's not the Magic. No, it's not the Magic. Magic are bad. 
Um, who is it? The Wizards, the Heat, the Hornets, and the Hawks. The Hawks aren't good. I thought they were good now. Hawks are nine and nine. The Hornets are eleven and eight, and the Washington Wizards and Miami Heat are both eleven and six, wow. sitting atop the division. So we gave out a, a wrote an article for the Action Network. I gave out the Wizards to win the division at eighteen to one. It's not crazy because we got them when they had a big lead. It's not crazy. You never know. Uh, there's a little bit of cash out value there. Um, but the team that's been like surprisingly good, actually, that I'm like a little bit surprised about is the Suns are 14 and three. And they've now won, I think, like 12 games in a row. Uh, the Suns were good. Obviously, they got to the finals um, last year and then just got rocked by the Bucks. But I'm a little surprised by their record. They are definitely pushing the Warriors, but it's going to give you some opportunity to bet on the Warriors to win that division. Um, I think you can still get them at plus money, uh, which is a great opportunity. And the totals are down generally. Uh, the under has been way more profitable than the over. It's starting to regulate a bit as books have adjusted the totals down. A lot of it has to do with the fact that like guys aren't drawing as many free throws uh, and they seem to be playing a little bit slower, maybe because there's less free throws. They're not as rested or like, you know, like they're not trying to run and gum because they're a little bit more gassed. And uh, the only, one of the only teams and the most profitable team to be over is the Los Angeles Lakers. The books are really overvaluing their defense. Their defense is atrocious. And they give up a million threes, and they have the highest field goal percentage allowed at the rim, which is kind of comical considering they're supposed to be this defensive team with Anthony Davis, like perennial defensive player of the year conversation. But then they're like, Oh, well, he doesn't win because he gets hurt. It's like, no, he doesn't win because he's fucking soft. And (laughs) then you have, you know, like Deandre or uh, uh, Deandre Jordan, Dwight Howard, like they're just not, they're not really doing a lot there. So um, bet overs, especially team totals, uh, of their opponents against the Lakers. Um, you know, the Knicks are playing them tonight. They should cash that team total over. Uh, and we'll, we'll see how it, we'll see how it goes so far. But, um, that those are kind of the trends at this moment, but we can kind of come back soon with a little bit more detailed NBA analysis. All right. Um, I think that's it for the sports talk, uh, for this Thanksgiving episode, producer Corey, how you doing? I'm good. Dominic, how are you? Um, I'm excited for Thanksgiving. Same. And I want to do a special pause and Rex uh, Thanksgiving edition to kind of give the listeners some, some things to think about as they break bread and, and give thanks. Okay. You want me to start? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> please. All right. Here's my first fucking recommendation. Kick that okay. turkey off to the side. I recommended it last year. I'm doing it again. I'm re-upping the fuck the turkey chant. Move it to the side. You got a whole table full of shit. Try some other stuff. Second, I watched Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar this week, and it was one of the funniest fucking things I have ever seen. Kristen Wiig's a genius. Uh, it's kind of based on her Target Lady character from SNL. Uh, the Midwestern accents are brutal after like an hour of it, but it's then it becomes funny again. You know when you hear a joke too many times and you're like, fuck it, 
it's not funny anymore. It's irritating. And then it goes all the way back around and you start cracking up again. That's that movie. Highly suggest it. Third, pick a fight with somebody at the table. Go ahead. Fuck it. Any, so so is there like a thought process on who to pick a fight with? Or is nope. it just kind of... If they say white, you say feeling. black. If they say red, you say blue. Ah, uh, Mr. Contrarian. Yeah, just get that out of the way and then politics won't come up. So it's actually a hmm. preemptive distraction attack. Hmm. Just, hmm. Uh, just talk about the... Hall of Fame ballot for Major League Baseball and just discuss whether or not Barry Joe, Bonds. I don't think everybody is like fortunate enough to have that many old people around their table to argue about that. And yeah. somebody's just going to bring up Kurt Schilling and it's just going to go right yeah. into politics. Again. Care- okay, there so we go. That's what I'm saying. Take what I Get said right with a grain of salt. You will have to avoid some landmines in most of the arguments that you bring up because everything's politicized these days. Yeah. But, you know, if you can avoid it, try to because nothing brings down a good time. Like, um, calling your youngest person at the table Antifa and then <laughs> retorting with a boomer comment and then and then someone yelling from the kitchen to shut the fuck up. We're having a nice time. It's not worth it. So try to pick a fight that has nothing to do with politics and see if you can avoid it altogether. It'd be great if you're going to a Lions Bears themed Thanksgiving, you guys are gonna have plenty to argue about. So you want Lions even Bears themed yeah. Thanksgiving. You're gonna be Where so the fucking tigers, angry dude? and preoccupied. Put it's going to be like, who was worse today? You're going to be arguing about who played the game worse. Who played football worse today? And the then Lions you can get the to Bears. Kaepernick. You could probably avoid the Kaepernick. And you could say that Kaepernick might have been better than Boyle. But then you'd have to make the same argument for the other side because it's not like either of them are any good. Fair. Both sides, Joe. Did you, um, speaking of uh, politics on Thanksgiving, did you see last week's episode of Saturday Night Live? Uh, I did not. So I don't know, <laughs> me and my wife are talking about this. It's like, I don't know if we're now just old and we like Saturday Night Live or if the writing is genuinely better this season. So I, I have a theory. It's actually always funny. You just don't really remember the really funny shit. You kind of only remembering the, the clunkers. Okay. And so cold open, usually pretty good. Yes. Everyone talks about that. By the time you get to weekend update, you've maybe had two good sketches, three shitty ones. And so performance. So last week's episode of Saturday Night Live, they were throwing 99, 100, like the whole episode. Like there and then was you get not, a gem like that. OK, I there was not down. there was not a bad skit in it. Um, every every skit was funny, but you James also generational Austin, issues. Yeah, but James Austin Johnson was in. It was like a target like ad for thanksgiving and like how to buy all the <laughs> stuff that like you know your family's just gonna fight over and he's like in like a like makeup as like an old person and he says it's like you can buy like this thing to like help with your uh crazy grandpa and he's just like the democrats are trying to turn the nfl into gay homosexuals <laughs> <laughs> okay so caveat to what i said about all like snl scenes being pretty good I do think he has brought some uh, exceptional writing to the game here. I, I just think whoever like they brought in has been like everything. Like this last Who are those episode, three guys that just do a skit every week. They are fucking hilarious. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about? They're like a, yeah, like a, yeah, they were like yeah. a like comedy troupe or something, mm-hmm. and like they get to make one skit a week, and it's fucking hilarious. One week, what they get to be like Pete Davidson's best friend, like that's the skit. <laughs> And he just shits on them everywhere he goes. <laughs> so 
there's a you will love a skit in it. It's like Keenan Thompson and say no more. Some Keenan Keenan Thompson What's owns that owns a, owns a karaoke bar, and they look at old tape and like of the car of like the weekend of like the karaoke people and they like dissect like what's happened over the oh last weekend at his bar i'm gonna watch this so, right now so it allows like everybody to like get in um some screen time because it's like all just people singing karaoke songs so it was right the, the whole episode is funny but i just wanted to bring up because there was some thanksgiving and politics mixed there um speaking of politics cranberry sauce love it that's my recommendation. Put it on everything. I feel like we have this talk every year. Fuck yeah, the turkey. I, the I mean, yeah. sauce. <laughs> so that's that's I my like, rec. I like cranberry sauce. I think that uh, it's fucking like jelly. It's goddamn sauce. jelly. So it's not you fucking mix, sauce. You mix the cranberry sauce in the stuffing to make it a little bit more sweet and just a little bit more of a complete. Taste. gelatinous blob no i like i i do enjoy the can i like the homemade where it's like not really like gelatinous. that's not even that's like the topping you would put on a, a pie it looks like dude it's the like pastry syrup it is delightful like, you're that's never gonna saying. get me to admit that it's sauce that I'm way. also. That's gonna be the hill I die on on Thursday i don't know about you guys just start calling it calling it just start calling it american gravy and that's probably you know, a better name for it yeah, tell, Actually, uh, you know, tell, get that going, tell your Italian family members that this is gravy. Get that. See what you, should, you know what? T-shirts, NFL teams lose games. Cranberry sauce is American gravy. gravy. Yeah, patri- patriotic that's... American sauce. American sauce. <laughs> that's cranberry <laughs> sauce. Great job, Joe. Great job. You'll be getting yeah. 25% commission on those T-shirts. Oh, my God. Where the fuck's Ocean Spray? Uh, <laughs> um, so... One thing that I'm thankful for is the Giants finally firing Jason Garrett. Uh, that was a long time coming. I will say that that is still like absolutely not the main issue. Like firing Jason Garrett was basically like if you if like if you if you ever lived in like a house like in college, like you had like 50 holes in your walls, and it was like putting a poster over one of them. That is firing Jason Garrett. Um, it's just. Obviously, while, not while there's still one roommate in there telling another roommate to put his head through the wall a few more times. Exactly. That's the same thing. So I, I am I am slightly concerned about that. So the Giants, you know, like an offensive line is still on my Christmas wish list. But here we are. Judges um, head on a plate. Yeah. So that's actually, I, I think we're doing pods and recs, but what you're thankful for also works too. Um, I'm thankful the Mets uh, signed a GM finally. Um, and I like just found out about this guy who's like, uh, Suzuki, the guy that's posted. Yeah. I like, and so here's, here's where my, my Mets, uh, mind has gone. Oh boy. The GM, the GM that they hired was the GM for the angels who signed Otani. So ipso facto, he has experience in the posting uh, he's a, he's a poster. He's a good poster. <laughs> oh, put him over the hole in the wall. Yeah. Um, so I'm thankful that Jack Hughes is finally go- going to get better and we'll probably see him in the new year. Light it the fuck up. Um, but I was also going to recommend, um, homemade pie, not cranberry pie, 
but homemade pie. And then I also would like to say, I think, I think that you should take your leftovers. I don't know. Like, is this a thing that people do? Um, make turkey pot pie after, cause that sounds delightful. Um, like you already have the turkey. If you have ham, I respect the hell out of you because I prefer ham generally, but like, I don't know, like, could you just make a pot pie out of the turkey and the ham? Call it a day. It's probably delicious. Honestly, Joe, you're like two ideas off from a full on cookbook. (laughs) I'm going to go back through all of our episodes and just write them down and be like, here you go. Just write down the recipes for me and I will get this to a printer. That's exactly what we need. I've been trying to write a book. Ham pot pie. Here we are. I wish I could have given it to our buddy, Steve, who just got married, but he did want nonfiction or he wanted fiction. So I, I don't know. Maybe this think, wouldn't have been good. Do you think good. people have tried ham pot pie and like something goes wrong while they make it? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like nobody's ever, I don't know. It's probably more delicious. It's got to be more flavorful than, you know, chicken. Like, why Definitely not? better than turkey. Why not? Why stop at ham? Go for bacon. Oh, yeah. The synonym. <laughs> Ham is just legal bacon right. for dinner. Let me know right. how that turns out. <laughs> <laughs> Probably heartburn. Keep the tums close. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. This It's not great for the diet season, I don't think. But here we are. Tums also. Good wreck. All good right. Wreck. Everyone uh, keep the tums close. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, good luck watching the games on Thanksgiving because they, <laughs> they, they suck. Like, I really don't know. <laughs> I was trying to spin it like and just give some like analysis, but like I, I'm not getting excited for any of these games. I'm waiting for a deposit bonus promo. That would be lovely. Yeah. Give I'm us sure, one of those. I'm sure we'll see some promos. Keep your eyes peeled for those. Yeah. Yeah. So, so and refer refer your family. Refer refer your uncle. I remember. <laughs> Get everyone's phone at the table. <laughs> Guys, you all need to deposit fifty dollars. Let's go. Social security numbers now. <laughs> Stat. All right. That's it for the Thanksgiving episode. Uh, Next week, we will have Terry back and we will keep pressing along with the NFL season. Um, College basketball is starting up. Rutgers is bad. Um, I'm happy that the voters actually in New Jersey did not legalize college sports betting uh, on Rutgers because I would have lost a lot of money by now. But um, so, yeah. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Happy Thanksgiving. Give thanks, stay thanks, all the thanks from us to you. Dominic DeLeo, Joe DeLara, producer Corey, for the odds cast. Happy holidays. God bless. Gobble, gobble, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs>